Hey, First Gen family. This is your host, Rich Two. This is a special series in this feed called First Gen Stay Home Edition. The mission is the same, sharing immigrant stories from the creative community, but in this new normal we're all experiencing. I'll be catching up with friends of the show as well as some new ones. Before we get to our guests, I encourage all of you to help support your frontline healthcare providers and donate to First Responders First, a fund dedicated to frontline healthcare providers serving during the coronavirus pandemic. And you can do that at help.firstrespondersfirst.co. All right, Diego Guevara. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good, man. Happy to be here. Finally. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Figured out the tech. Also, I know how it is in big organizations like the Swoosh, always trying to, you know, make sure that everything's on the up and up, but we finally made it happen. Yeah, for a second there, I felt like a boomer. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, am I turning into one of those guys? But no, it was it was technical difficulties beyond my control. So Absolutely. Oh, dude, I believe me. Like when I was trying to figure this out, I just boomered myself every single time. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's just going to be the, the trajectory from now on as a persistent yeah. state of, am I boomered or not boomered? Yep. I have to rely on my 16 year old. Hey, how does it, this TikTok thing work? <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually. Yeah. I just started being active on TikTok, the ins and outs of all the editing capabilities. That's pretty dope. Yeah, that, trust me, I see a lot of that here. Diego, thank you for jumping on this special uh, series of First Gen Stay Home Edition. Um, I'm really grateful for you to be here. Um, I know we know each other digitally, and I'm, oh, I've am i been a fan of your work for a minute. Right now, you are at my former home uh, over at the Swoosher, the global design director uh, at Nike for men's performance, running and training. Let me know if I'm misrepresenting anything. You're right. Correct. Yeah, so obviously that's that's a big deal. Well, um, since you're since this is your first time here, I would love for you just to give us a little bit of uh, who you are and where you're from, and then I, I would love to just dig into some other questions about how you're doing overall. Sure, man. Um, first of all, thank you. Thank you for having me. Long, is it long time listener, first time uh, caller type of thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, happy to be here man i've been following you and again sort of like this nike bond that that connects us all there's a lot of us out there that even though we never got to connect uh, on campus we're still connecting uh through through social media so it's, it's great that we create that bond um but yeah me huh uh so let me start where i'm from because a lot of people always ask me especially up here in oregon uh, i was born in ecuador south america uh, I was born uh, and lived there till I was 16 years old. 16 years old, I moved to Miami. Uh, I came to Miami with my parents, my 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 parents and my two brothers, younger brothers. So um, we moved to Miami uh, and lived there for pretty much the rest of my life until I decided to move to to Portland. Um, grew up, uh, you know, as as an 80s, early 90s kid, loving the brand, loving Nike. Uh, it meant a lot to me. Everything that that the brand did. Uh, from product all the way to the culture and what it meant. Uh, when I came over in 2016, um, sorry, not 96. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> when I uh, that's why I'm a designer. I'm not. A, I'm not good at math. Um, <laughs> I so almost went to summer school for math. So yeah, yeah I feel you. Um, so then, yeah, we came over. Uh, we lived in Miami. I lived there. Grew up in Miami. Was sort of like made in Miami. Uh, I learned a lot of the culture and I was influenced by a lot of, of Miami and of course everything that came down from the East Coast. Uh, there was always this sort of idea of like the West Coast and what it could be and, and how cool it was. And, and again, I came in right when it was Bad Boy versus like Death Row. You know what I mean? So it was like, wait, what? Um, so, you know, grew up with that. Um, 
I, I am honestly happy and proud to say that I grew up in that era. I still think it's one of the best eras to, to grow up in. We were exposed to everything. We got to be part of a lot of things. Yep. Um, also the beginning of the internet too. You got to yeah, see all of yeah. that. We were I, pre and post. Yeah, so. for sure. I, I think I actually, that's why our age group is a, more open to new technology overall because we saw such a meteoric shift yeah. in our youth. But we do remember before and then we got so acclimated once it actually turned around. So we're used to turning corners like that. Hell yeah. We, we, we own those AOL chat rooms, man. <laughs> It's true. We did. We're, yeah. Those yeah. Are, you know, the, the joints. So yeah. Um, that's we, the news. That's the new zoom chat. If anything. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. We get into that. Um, soon we're going to be able to customize and put music in our zoom profiles like MySpace. So, Oh, I we'll hope see. so. I we'll can't get wait. There. Um, so yeah, I, I, I did that. Um, I, my whole life I wanted to be an architect. So I grew up very convinced that I wanted to be an architect. So I started going to school for uh, architecture not even two semesters in, I realized that uh, that was not for me. I realized that I was going to be bored out of my mind. Respect all the architects out there, but it just wasn't me. Um, I learned that I went from like learning Calatrava and all these things. I was like, oh, I want to do that stuff to finding out that I had to learn about coding and electrical outlets and things like that. Um, it, it was sort of like uh, too much for me at that, at that point. Um, and luckily, my, my younger brother, when... When I was about when I was in college, my younger brother started diving into graphic design. He was doing graphic design, and he was fourteen or fifteen. So, in 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 retrospective, he introduced me to design. So I started seeing the stuff that he was doing, and um, I said, "That's the stuff that I want to do." You know, like seeing everything that was happening around me in the nineties and and, and hip hop and everything that influenced you. Uh, that seemed like a perfect outlet to put my creativity into. And um, that's what I did. I started following that. I switched and I started art, uh, graphic design, uh, concentrating mostly in branding. Uh, branding was my thing and then advertising. So um, I did that for many years. Uh, I worked as a designer, art director, creative director, design director, just kind of like the whole spectrum. Um, but most of my life, I worked at advertising agencies. Um, gotcha, I was yeah. doing everything that, from commercials to photo shoots to branding, um, medical equipment, pharmaceutical, <laughs> the hotels, everything that you can imagine. So I started doing that for a while. Um, and then uh, because of a project I did um, on my own, uh, I created this, uh, this sort of like fake uh, Miami soccer team. I got in, introduced into the sports world. Uh, because of that, I got exposed to a couple of people that were interested in that work and um, started working with CBS Sports in, in, in New York. And, and is doing, that the Inter-Miami Football Club that you're yeah, talking about? Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, so that kind of like put me on a different map that I was not part of until that point. I was working mostly on all the commercial and advertising stuff. Uh, once that came out and it kind of like got a little bit of uh, attention from the internet, um, I started getting calls from like places like CBS Sports, uh, ESPN, Univision, and all these different guys needed some needing some work for for sports. Um, and then eventually started like snowballing from there. Started working on more sport uh, projects. Did you have a, a connection to sports back then? Like uh, aside from obviously football or you know uh, global football? Uh, well, or I soccer. Grew up 
I grew up playing soccer, football, my, since I was five years old. I played it my whole life until I still play, try to play at least a uh, little tournaments. Um, but you know yeah, funny with, with the whole Nike thing, ever since I went to Nike, I always call soccer football now. Yeah. I always call soccer global football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like, I'll, I'll say that until I'm dead now. Yeah, global football is the thing or GFA. Um, yeah. But yeah, so... You know, I was always connected to sport. Uh, I grew up with that. Um, again, Nike in the 90s was a huge part of my upbringing, a huge part of my inspiration. Any type of boots or commercial ads or players that they signed, uh, it was always kind of like the North Star for me. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was connected to sport through that. Um, and then started snowballing until I got the call from Nike and uh, they, they say, would you like to come work for us? I said, yeah, of course. Uh, and then the second question was, uh, you know, that means moving to Portland, Oregon. To Beaverton, uh, can I dig, can I dig into that yeah, a little bit? Yeah. Because I that's an experience that I, I've talked to this before to other uh, creatives and designers here, where that's uh, a unique experience to get a call like that. And w- what did that mean to you? I know that meant a lot to me. I think my listeners have heard almost me talk about that almost too much. <laughs> but like, what what was that call like for you? And then how hard of a transition was that for you? Because I know that you have a family. I don't have a family. I do have a fiance in my life, but then that will obviously have logistical stuff. Yeah, what about you? Big change. Uh, so yeah, as you can imagine, getting a call from any type of job, any company is great uh, because that means they're, they're looking at you. They're, they like your work. They like what you're doing. Uh, so that's a great compliment. Getting a call from Nike, it's sort of like a different level. Uh, kind of like, it was sort of like a, an out of body experience to get yeah. a call from, from a guy telling me, hey, hi, I'm calling from Nike and we have five minutes to chat. Who was your first interview? Was it with Zach? My, no, my first it, one was with Zach. Oh, no. Mine was um, with, with the recruiters. I did the whole thing through the recruiters. Okay, yeah. Um, and it was right at, as we were starting December, the month of December. And then between that and the time that I got the call, as you can imagine, uh, a lot of people don't probably already know that campus at, at HQ kind of like shuts down for the entire month of December. Yes. There's a lot of people that come into Nike from, from a lot of all over the world. So everybody just kind of like takes off and goes back home for the holiday. So uh, when that was happening and I never heard back from anybody, I was like, oh shit, that didn't happen. I'm done. Um, but then they were telling me like, you know, you know what the thing is like, there's a lot of people are out. So we have to wait until January. Is that okay? So, um, so yeah, it happened. And now that I'm here and now that I experienced and I know it, I'm like, okay, now I get it. Why it took so long. But my first experience was was with, uh, Mark, Heather, uh, that's leading women's now. Oh, Heather Uh, Immunaday. Yes. She's uh, leading women's Mark Thiddy's leading, uh, he's still my boss now. Um, and yeah, man, that was, that was crazy to get that, that type of call. I didn't believe wow. it at first. I had to double check and just kind of like check the domain. I was like, is this a spam? You know, <laughs> but, but it was real. Um, you know, the, the change from, from Miami to Beaverton to be a hundred percent honest. And I tell people here, I had to look it up in a map. I was like, what, what, what's Beaverton? You know, like yeah. being from Miami, Oregon or Portland is not a city that you usually vacation in or, or plan as a destination. Um, so I had to check into that and, and just kind of talk to the family and make sure that we were okay. Um, Nike brought us over. I brought my family. We did like a week here just to kind of like check the city, check everything. Oh, yeah. yep. The wife and the kids were okay. Um, and then we, we made the move. Yeah. Yeah. That's a massive move. And uh, it, I, it's always like a, like a little fairy tale when you're right before you get to work. Like the second you step on campus, like I remember when I first got my ID, I was like, oh shit, like everything, every little thing was such a big thing. Yeah. 
yeah. you know? So obviously we're right now we're in the COVID-19 pandemic and there are no sports. Like yeah. how are you, like, I know I understand the whole keep a tight philosophy, but what can you say about uh, how either you are dealing with the lack of sports as a sports fan or like how your friends and organization, what can you say about that? Well, um, I'll give you the personal and then the, 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 the bigger picture here. Uh, the personal, um, it's, it's tough um, from watching sports with my kids, you know, watch NBA, uh, watch soccer over the weekend. Um, it, it's, it's hard to transition into what do we do now. Um, in, a, in a way, it also has uh, allowed us to connect more. Like we have a hoop out here in my house, so we play games with my kids now. So it's, sort of like, it's, it's hard to get into the mode of like disconnecting, which in a way is good. Um, trying to go for walks as much as we can, of course, trying to stay isolated as much as we can. And just whenever there's not a lot of people out there, just walk the dog for a little, come back and just bring one of my kids at the time. So it, it's really hard. Um, but then again, I think um, it's, it's, it's sort of like a blessing in disguise in a way um, because it, it, it allows us to be home, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really busy with work and, and all the stuff that I try to do. Cause I'm a masochist like that. just like you. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. I do this. I don't have to be doing this for sure. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stuff that I'm always kind of like testing and checking and doing. So this, uh, this allows me to, to disconnect a little bit. And even if it's from sports, uh, I've, I've enjoyed it, you know, and I've tried to make the best of it from the, the bigger picture. And then the lack of sport and the lack of connection, um, but I can tell you, uh, not because I work at Nike, but because it's I'm living it right now. I'm I'm really proud of of how the company has reacted to to everything that's going on. Uh, I'm sure you've seen my stories. You follow me. You see that. You know, I'm proud of being here, and I'm proud of doing that because it shows that that uh, we're trying to do the right thing um, individually and as a company. Um, at the same time, uh, being connected with with the consumers in training and running has uh, allowed me to, to, to dive deeper into what's going on in the world. I've been connecting with, with run crew captains uh, from Berlin, New York, uh, London, Australia. I have an Australia call later on today um, just to kind of check with them. And, and to be honest with you, the, the, the attitude that you get from all these guys and from the crews that you talk to, it's pretty positive. Everybody's kind of like done with this, everybody knows um, what we have to do to, to, to be safe and to get out of this. But um, at the same time, everybody knows that they, there's a boom coming after this um, that I think everybody's going to appreciate being outdoors a lot more. Everybody's going to appreciate sports, connecting with people, being social and part of community. So I think that's a, that's a positive thing. And, 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 you know, of course, keeping it tight and all that um, as, as a company and as my job is right now to, to not only think of the, the, the negative stuff, but uh, what are we doing or what are we planning for this post COVID-19 world. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think the initiatives to stay active in the home, uh, work out, like, you know, obviously using social distancing practices, I think those are all good. I just got uh, those, some adjustable Bowflex weights. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was actually giving a try for the past couple of days. Not bad. It might be one of my best purchases really? uh, within recent history. Um, and then I got a basic pull-up bar for like 20 bucks from Amazon. Uh, dude, I, I was actually just like doing a little jog in my kitchen. I haven't even left my apartment yeah. since Saturday. Recording this Thursday, I haven't left the physical building since Saturday. 
like that's that's kind of where we're at um specifically in new york it is it is wild wild yeah, times man. yeah 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 art. Uh, what are what are you looking forward to um, uh, from a sports perspective, and then we can move on to something else? What are you looking forward to once we do get out of this? What's the first sport you're looking to just jump right back into, and like top two or three? Uh, number one thing, uh, back to lunchtime soccer, man. We play, <laughs> try to play at least Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, there's a there's soccer games at at, at, at ca- on campus every day. Right. Uh, at lunchtime, so going back to the field and seeing all the, the the people that you play with. Wait, which field? The one right in front of Sports Ronaldo. Center? Yeah. Oh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo oh, yeah. So um, right LeBron, now we should be where playing, LeBron yeah. plays kickball. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, we 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 share fields. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, we 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 get to play a lot there. Um, it's 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 great. Not only because you're sort of like making sport part of your life and part of your jobs but because it allows you to connect with people. And again, you, uh, one weekend, you're cool two weeks by the month or month and a half in, and you start missing that type of connection with people. Um, and then after that, I would say going back to um, sports season with my kids, man. Like I, I coach my, uh, my sons, uh, my, my 10-year-old soccer team. I'm the assistant coach on that. So um, I really, really miss uh, being out there with these kids and kind of like have, teaching them how to play and, and, and winning. Um, same thing with basketball, with football. Um, I'm, a, I'm a real sucker for, for things like that. I enjoy going to my kids' games. I get really passionate about that stuff. So mm-hmm. miss, we're really missing that. Like the kids are going crazy here because of that. Right. Uh, yeah, totally. Like for me, I'm, I'm missing the NBA. I just want to – I. I'm so bummed that we're not like in the middle of playoffs right now. Ah, and I, and I thought that the Lakers doing like really, really good. And I was looking forward to seeing a lot of the, a lot of the matchups right now. And I was like, you know, yeah, I, I wanted to see the, the nets, uh, at least get to the first round of something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, well, good news is by the time we're back, KD will be back. So. Oh know. yeah, that's true. That's very, take very any true. Type of win. And and there's also that MJ special coming up this weekend. Oh, the Bulls, the the ESPN. Oh, oh yeah. Was it like uh, last game the or last not dance. last? Last dance. dance. Oh yeah. Did you hear though what MJ said? He he said this publicly though, so oh. we're not talking out of tales. He's like, yeah, they're gonna make me look like an asshole. Did you? Yeah. Hear that? Now everybody's pumped. Everybody's like, I need to <laughs> no. see this. I'm like, yes, that's what I want to see. Yeah. That's the MJ I it. want. Yeah. So uh, that's cool. coming up. Um, all right. So, uh, I want to talk a little bit about like your, your holistic, uh, work because, uh, diving into your work, you have such a variety of, of, of things that you've done. Um, I, obviously we are talking about sport and, uh, you've, uh, you've worked in digital space. You've worked in, um, you've worked with Jay Balvin on uh, music videos and also yeah. you've worked in uh, broadcast and TV in advertising. What do you think is the key to, to being as versatile as you? Because I think that, uh, your career trajectory is one that, has a lot of pivots involved, but I think pivots yeah. by design and pivots that you were ready to tackle uh, because you were open to them. Well, what can you speak to um, in terms of that versatility? Um, well, first of all, thank you for that. That's great to hear. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's tough. It's, it, uh, it involves a lot of uh, sort of like planning and thinking and thinking of the big picture. Um, I can tell you there was a, a number of times when job opportunities came up and they were great, 
but uh, I had to kind of like had this sort of like crossroads of like I, I could continue to do what I was doing because I had a bigger plan ahead of that or I can go into this new opportunity, but there, I couldn't see past the next two steps on that one. So, you know, sometimes there were more money or a bigger promotion or title or whatever, but um, I, I got to be able to, to disconnect from that and say, no, this is kind of where I want to go. This is what I want to do. Uh, and that helped me a lot. Um, the, the reason why I have so much and so many different styles and, and projects uh, is because I, I would take anything. You know, people would reach out and, and they would tell me, um, you know, I started doing stuff for, uh, for the Grammys. Uh, Univision reached out and they were like, hey, have you done stuff for, for screens and like multimedia and stage production? And I was like, yeah, of course. Never had done that before in my life. And if my friend's watching this, he'll know that. I was like, dude, are you serious? Like, what do I have to do now? I would check in with him. He's like, what, are you, what, are you, what do you guys need? But um, that came up. So I would just take it. And I would just be like, yeah, give it to me. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, broadcast would come up and I would do that. Um, you know, yeah, I saw the L. Ray stuff too. I like that L. Ray branding yeah. is dope. Yeah, thank you, man. It, it was a lot of work, a lot of, uh, a lot of layer, like a lot of NDAs attached to that. Uh. As you can imagine, but um, it was, I'll just take anything. And then one, one little project like that led to another and to another and just kind of like snowballs from there. And, the, you know, uh, different, different uh, worlds or creative worlds are pretty small when you think of it. And, and people do talk. And if you do a good job and if you're professional and you're passionate about what you do, which is key to me, if, if, if I'm, I'm extremely passionate about everything that I do and like I love uh, anything that has to do with design, with inspiration, with music, with anything that has uh, creativity injected into it. Um, uh, if, if you're passionate, people notice that. And, and sometimes that um, overpowers any type of skill or history or past job experience that you have. If people see the passion and they see that you care and that you want to go out there and get it done, that, that helps a lot. Yeah. How much of your culture do you think informs your work, your personal background, growing up in Ecuador? Like, well, is there an aspect of that? that informs, you know, working with Jay Balvin or something like that? Um, yeah. I mean, part of the whole, I'll take any type of work is ha having an open mind. Yeah. Um, I honestly can tell you, I like any type of music. You just give me anything. I'll just listen to it. Uh, food. I'm kind of like a little pickier, um, but you just have to have that open mind to kind of like listen to those things growing up. Um, I think more than Ecuador, it would be Miami. Miami was a, is a huge hub for, for inspiration. It's a melting pot as you can, as you know, so growing I up, love Miami, dude. I'm, I'm in Miami at least once a year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different. Once you leave Miami, you miss it even more. Um, <laughs> I always feel like I'm escaping, but like, you know, happily escaping. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and trust me, now when I go back from, from Portland to Miami, it feels like I'm, I'm going on vacation to, to a different city. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a long yeah. flight. Yeah. That's, a, that's that six-hour painful eight, 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 eight hours. hours yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight you're hours. probably right yeah it is about eight hours and 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 there's no direct flight so it's always a stop in dallas or la yeah uh, and and our and it never takes eight hours it always takes more than that and our record right now i think is it, one time when we went over the summer it took us 23 hours to get there <laughs> between oh. delays and deplaning and all that so yeah 23 hours is our record so far brutal yeah brutal but uh, yeah, Miami inspired me a lot. It introduced me to a lot of people. Um, I was always trying to make connections and try to work with many, as many people as I could. Um, no matter what project it was, I'll try to connect with 
whoever was leading, whoever was working on it, whoever had access to the, to the artists and things like that. So that's how I started to do uh, EPKs for, for different artists, started local with local Miami bands. Then he got into Miami um, band or music scene, uh, what do you call this, branding and creating logos for, for bands. Yeah. And then from there, you know, people talk and then you talk to the producer, the producer knows this other producer and that producer knows you're Bobbing and, and that's how it starts snowballing. Right, right. And Miami's all vibes, so if you have good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, I want to talk, uh, go back to Nike. What are a couple of your favorite projects that you've gotten to work on? You've been there for like three years now? Four years. Four yes. years, four wild. Years. Oh, oh, well, yeah, I just saw that you just crossed your four-year anniversary, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, years. yeah, what, what, are your, what are your personal greatest hits there, do you think? Oof, that was a tough one. Because a, a lot happens in four years. Oh, yeah. A lot happens in four years, and, and I would say a third of that work hasn't even hit market yet. Oh, yeah, for sure. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff that's still coming. I remember uh, when I left because I was in product, uh, really? nothing I, that I touched hit market until literally I was out the door. Yeah, and, then, and, then I and then I had two years of content, but I was still like yeah. putting onto the world. I was like, oh yeah, I did that thing. Oh, I did that thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same thing. Like my parents were like, what, what are you working on? Where is it coming out? I'm like, oh, next year or two years from now. So it, <laughs> yeah. that's the tough part. Um, to be honest with you, and not to sound like, like the typical case house or anything like that, Every project that I work there, it's it's I take it as a blessing. Um, mm. I'm working in the company that I dream up growing to to be part of. Um, as a designer, I never thought I, I never even thought about coming to work at Nike, um, even though I was in advertising and Nike was always again like like a north star for everything that you do. Every brief that a client would bring in, it was a Nike ad or a Nike campaign. It was like, how do we do this? How can we build stuff like that? So I never really crossed my mind before coming to Nike. I was really happy at my old job. Um, I have big plans there and, and, and I was really happy. So uh, it was tough to leave that. But um, every project that I get to work on, it's, it's, it's special in, in, in its own way. Um, from the small ones that go like to, to, to just market or stores all the way to the ones that you collaborate with, with athletes or artists around the world, uh, it's, it's a blessing. And, and I couldn't think of one that's my favorite because I enjoy them all in their own different way. Yeah. No, that's a, Sorry, that's it was a, such a answer. crappy political answer. But <laughs> <laughs> was, no, I, 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 uh, I feel like 60% of my life now is all crappy political answers, if yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so as we're winding down, thanks for jumping on. This is dope. Uh, we we got to do this again, for sure. Hell yeah. Um, I want to do a little game. <laughs> I don't do know. Often, this podcast isn't always about uh, pithy games, but I do want to do a pithy game because we both love Nike so much. I want to do a do Mary kill with you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be terrible, or, or it might uh, be fun. Who knows? Okay, so I've I've six questions just to stir up some conversation. All right, so do Mary kill for the listener. If you don't know how to play the game. Pause this, look up how to play it, and then you'll figure it out. All right. <laughs> so, for the first Do Mary Kill, it's footwear based, uh, classic footwear. Um, so, I have the Jordan 1, the Air Max 90, okay, and the Air Force 1. Do Mary Kill. Oh, man. I iconic pairs. Um, Jordan 1, Air Max 90, Air Force 1. Okay. Uh, do the Air Max 90. Okay. 
And it, it's not there because you didn't say Air Max One because that's my all time favorite. Um, oh shit! Yeah, you know what? I was Mary? I was leaning into my personal faves. I should have done the Air at the Air Max yeah. One. I'm a fucking idiot. That would have been the one, but I'm glad you didn't go there. Um, Mary, uh, kill uh, Mary. I would go with the Jordan One. Yep, yep. and a lot. And kill. I know everybody's gonna give me shit for this, <laughs> but the Air Force One. Um, I know it's a classic. It's it's culture at its finest. <laughs> but I don't know uh, if, if I have to pick from those three. That would be the one. There you go. The oh most. yeah, uh, Phil Knight's gonna pick up a StarTac phone and uh, call you about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, cool. All right, so the next one is uh, also footwear based, but uh, classics a different type of classic. So a blazer. Chuck Taylor and a dunk switching it up on you. Some, some old school All college right. hoops. We'll go with, uh, blazer. Chuck blazer. Dunk. Do the blazer. blazer. Uh, marry the dunk and kill the Chuck Taylor. I, I, I wore them way too much when I was growing up with, with the whole Nirvana and Pearl Jam era. Yeah. And I'm done with that. I know it's also another classic and people will give you for that, but yeah, that'll be the I, one. That- I agree with that also because I have a really wide foot. So yeah, yeah a Chuck, if anything, we'll, yep. we'll, we'll do it on comfort levels. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So Man, these are tough. I know these are tough. I know it's, I will. I spent a lot of time writing these bro. <laughs> so here's the next one. Also, uh, this is more of an outsole based one. Also footwear, but specifically to tech. All right. So, do Mary Kill, React, Air, Air, and whatever manifestation you wanna you wanna discuss Air. It could be either a Zoom bag, a VaporMax bag, whatever. Cool. Just think of Air and uh, Free, Free Soul. Okay, this one's a little easier. Yeah. Do um, wait. What was the first one again? I'm sorry. Uh, React Foam. Okay. Air uh, do and then react Free. In that order. Do React. Mary Air. Um, shit, it's Air, man. Air, <laughs> yeah. Air, it's Air. And, um, and then Kill Free. And then Kill Free, yeah. yeah Even I, though I have a few of those and I had a few of those, yeah, I, would, I can live without those. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's like that uh, that natural, like, heel to toe. Like, I sometimes, sometimes I like the, I was thinking about this the other day, right? So I have a few pairs. Um, I can say this. You can probably can't say this. So I have, uh, I have a couple of Adidas Boosts. Now, right? Just kind of like sitting in the back. They don't get a lot of life. <laughs> they were they were given to me by uh, yeah. by a I'm by sure. a terrible person, and then I uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. No, but I do. But then uh, what? The thing that I, I missed, I died that I don't like about Boost uh, is that it, it there's absorption without energy return, and mm-hmm. I need energy return. So I so I'm always about air and i'm also like um i like zoom because and react because there's good energy return yep. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so um yeah no i i respect your decisions here all right so the next one we're halfway through the test yeah. uh i hope i'm doing good no you're doing great probably <laughs> this is the first time i've ever done this so uh, so you're a guinea pig so this one's uh, apparel based all right since your performance um yeah. a little bit of nsw in here too uh, but some running. So Nike windbreaker, the classic windbreaker, right? Yep. Um, 
with a chevron and uh, oh tech fleece pants right <laughs> right super comfortable uh kind of the uh, the campus uniform and shorts plus base layer as a combo okay nike oh, windbreaker yes. tech fleece pants um, shorts and base layer <laughs> Oh shit! This is getting tough. I know. Um, isn't, isn't that so annoying? It's so annoying. <laughs> so okay, um, I would do the Texas pants. Oh, do the do the pants. Yeah. All right. Yep. Feeling that. Feeling uh, that. Marry the windbreaker. Marry the windbreaker. Yeah. Wow. Classic, Classic stuff. Yeah. And then uh, the kill the shorts yeah, and base layer. Kill the shorts and base layer. As my, and I work on that. I build that stuff, but um, <laughs> but I don't know. It's it, I'm more of a dressing up type of guy than than just thinking of gym apparel. I guess so. Yeah, that makes sense. I gotta look fresh. Yeah, that's true. Did you see that tech fleece suit? That Heather Gray tech fleece suit. Yeah. Yeah. Is well, that is that terrible. real? That's real, right? I believe so. Really? I mean. It's, is that like a bespoke thing? What is that? Um, I, I, I am not 100% sure, to be honest with you. I, I've seen stuff like that. I read a little bit about that, but I don't know yet if it's, it hasn't been confirmed or I haven't checked it yet. Right. Um, That's got to be know. some VP, right? There's got to be some VP just wanting to like deck himself out. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, gotcha. Um, just going to BRS, just making his own gear. So, yeah. <laughs> so here's another one. Um, so this is the hype question, hype footwear question. I know. Off-white Jordan 1. Okay. All right. Um, whatever colorway you want, right? Whatever the best one you think in your head. The Sean Wotherspoon Air Max uh, 97 ones. Okay. Right? And the Travis Scott Jordan 1s. Highs. Holy shit. I know. It's tough. So I'll repeat that. The off-white Jordan 1. Uh, let's say Chicago colorway, whatever. Uh, the Wotherspoon 97 ones. And the Travis Scott Jordan 1 highs. Cactus Jacks. Oh, damn, man. I know. With the, fu- with the fucking Velcro uh, weed pocket yeah. around the collar. <laughs> that, that thing's stiff as oh. hell. Damn, I don't know. This one's tough. Yep. Um, shit. It's built for toughness. Uh, Yo, I love that you're stumped right now. I might build one yeah, of these again for the next hard. one. This one's hard. Um, all right. So, um, I'll do the 97, the Wispoon. Mm, okay. Do those. He'll be, he'll be glad to hear that. I'll marry... And I'll give you why. I'll marry the the off white ones because I have a ten year old that loves anything that's off white. I don't know why, but like he loves it. I don't know how like he got into this whole thing. Like this little boy is like the biggest hype beast you can imagine. So I know that if I get those, he can inherit them. So that's why I'm going with that. The Travis. Uh, Shit, man, the Travis, I love those shoes. Uh, I know, they're dope. Ah, they're, it's, it, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I, I think, though, that's the right answer, though. 
I think that's because I what I love about the uh, the off white drone ones and also the Walter Spoon ninety seven ones is that they both care about heritage and also they're kind of uh, they're celebrating heritage. Yep. Um, I think the Travis is also dope because it's super disruptive, but I think that's still subject to trend. Not yeah. that not that not that all this shit isn't trend, but you know what I mean. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And yeah, I think my, my I'll, I'll make my ten year old proud by saying the, <laughs> the, the off whites. Tight, doing it for the do it for the tens, tens for the yeah. tens. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. So last question: um, Do Mary Kill, Nike Orange, Volt, <laughs> and Infrared. Um, Classic colorways. Yeah. Classic Nike colors. If if any of my friends or anybody that knows me at Nike is listening to this, they can answer that question for you. Um, <laughs> it would be uh, do uh, the infrared classic. Yep. Uh, kill would be the Nike orange. Oh, brutal! Brutal. And do with the Volt. Do Volt. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of people that have a lot of shit about Volt, and they always like to say, eh, Volt and this and that. You can always spot him wearing at least one item that has some sort of Volt in it. <laughs> um, I'm not hard Volt on that. Maybe it's because I'm from Miami and grew up in Miami. Maybe it's because of that. But uh, Volt, man, Volt all the way. No, I, I believe in that. I, I have, I've been investing more in vault items and like, if anything, just like neon, neon colors yeah. in general. So yeah, that's what's up. We're eighties, nineties kids, man. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. All right. Ooh, that was a good test. I like that. Those are some solid content. Tough. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough I'm one. Get shit for this too. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as we're about to wrap up here, um, is there anything that you can say? Because obviously, um, going back um, uh, to something serious, I mean, we are in the middle of this pandemic, and a lot of people are working from home, staying home, and and if anything, just like trying to you know doing doing a check on their mental physical health and also caring about their loved ones and also they're probably creative if you're listening to this podcast so is there anything that you can say to maintain their spirit or um help them uh, maintain their creativity while they are staying home working from home living from home yeah man it's 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 uh it's tough times we live in it's it's hard um and i've seen both sides of the coin right now um you get a lot of people that, that are kind of like pushing themselves to learn something new. I'm one of those guys, like I said before, I'm a masochist. So I'm always having to do something. Um, there's always people that look at this as sort of like a chance to, to, to get into something new or do something that we haven't had time to do before. But then there's also the other side of the coin, which is uh, it's good to relax, man. It's good to disconnect for a little bit. It's good to kind of like slow down and, and, and don't, think of this as, as pressure uh, to, to, to go out and do stuff or feel pressure to, to be productive during this time. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm 50-50 on that. I'm trying to disconnect as much as I can. I'm trying to rest as much as I can. Uh, it's really hard, but I'm trying to, to enjoy the time with my family and disconnect. But at the same time, I'm trying to, to stay creative, to, to use the, the, the little bit of free time that I have once the kids go to sleep and all that. To, to, to play with things or to just kind of like stay fresh and, and, and test new things, play with typography, play with this, play with music, uh, play with like, I started doing this. Um, uh, I, I made, uh, when the whole quarantine started, I, I, I told my friends that I was going to do, uh, I was going to learn how to DJ. Mm -hmm. 
It's one thing that I've always loved to do. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's the right time. So I downloaded some apps and I was doing some stuff. So I, I, I told everybody in my team that by the time we come back, we'll have a, I'll have a mixtape ready to go. And everybody's going to get a copy of that. So that's my goal right now. <laughs> um, but then again, being sort of a, you know, when creative ADD starts kicking in, I said, well, if I'm doing a mixtape, I'm going to need an album art for this. I'm going to need an album cover for that mixtape. So let me work on that as well. So then it transitioned into like doing music and doing an album uh, 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 cover. Obviously, I started getting really into the design of this thing. So I kind of like set up a challenge for myself and I said, okay, every day I'm going to create at least one. So um, I'm, I created an Instagram page for that and I'm going to have like uh, album updated uh, daily. Uh, and, and again, once I, I learn how to do a proper mixtape or whatever, then I'll start using that artwork to, to kind of like tie it together. So that's how I am trying to like do uh, something that's new to me or something that's not planned. Um, but uh, like I said earlier, I think it's important to, to keep that balance of, of staying creative, staying active, but at the same time, uh, taking time to rest and enjoy and just disconnect and just watch like whatever, like on, on Netflix or catch up on, on series. Tight. You should watch uh, Sneaker Wars on Walden Out's YouTube. I am watching it. I am <laughs> watching it. Yeah. He's oh, like, really? Oh, oh that's I have cool. To this. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So funny. He's, he's like, can we go to PRS and customize? He got a pair of uh, Air Force Ones, uh, white. So, so he's ready to customize those. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm probably not speaking out of school, but no, that was a, that was a fun project to work on. Also working no, with Sean man. on that one. That was dope. It was amazing. And again, the stuff that you guys are doing, it's great. Um, if anything, that, 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 that sort of like molded me growing up, it wasn't Nike, it was, uh, it was MTV, as, as funny as it is. Oh yeah! Oh, we haven't talked about your your grind pitch, <laughs> dude. That's gonna ha- we have to make it happen. I know. Uh, funny story is when when I moved here in 2016, um, I was introduced to hip hop. I was introduced to a lot of things. Yeah, that I was not uh, exposed to in Ecuador, um, and I didn't have any friends. I moved in during the summer, so there was no school. So for the those two or three months, uh, I was pretty much home, just kind of like absorbing as much as I could. Yeah, the grind was on every morning or every night. Because it was like two times that I could watch it, and I was like, "Man, this shit's cool." <laughs> so every I, I learned a lot about music. Then I, I learned about a lot of stuff. So so yeah, I'm, I'm serious. I'm gonna tell you, we're gonna make it happen. We no, we got we got to make it happen. If anything, uh, we might have to start a TikTok now <laughs> during yeah, this. Yeah, much. <laughs> it's gonna start a TikTok, but after that, it's gonna go wide. It's yeah. gonna go wide after we get this uh, herd immunity. <laughs> Once we yeah. land there, then we can go back to everything else. All right, dude. Uh, Diego, this is super fun. Thanks for no, jumping man, on. It was a pleasure. This was this was fun. Yeah. Best uh, call of ID. <laughs> nice. Yeah, me too. Actually, uh, <laughs> where can our listeners find you? Uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, well, mostly Instagram. I mostly do that. Uh, D blog. T h e e b l o g. Um, I used to have a blog back in the day when I was doing a lot of content, uh, sort of like a personal inspiration, creative blog. Stopped doing that years ago, but I still have it up there. Uh, so that kind of like became my, my, my thing. Um, so yeah, uh, D blog. Uh, and I'm pretty, pretty, I, I'm pretty open on social media. I'm pretty active. I'm always sharing stuff and posting work and, and just my point of view on things, man. It's kind of little rants here and there. <laughs> there you go. That's all you, can, that's all you can do. Just rant right now. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Diego. Thanks brother. Appreciate you. No, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.
Cool. It was a pleasure. And we still got to do it in person as well. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, figure way. soon enough. Yeah, I'll be there soon. We'll catch up. Thanks for listening. You can find the First Generation Burden podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get podcast content. On social media, you can find us at at First Gen Burden, and you can find me at Rich underscore TU on various social media. If possible, please support your frontline healthcare workers by donating to First Responders First at help.firstrespondersfirst.co. Check this feed for more episodes. I hope you stay safe and stay healthy.